Hello, 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 and welcome to Tease Me. This is a podcast about the intersection of golf, business, and life. And occasionally we'll drop some gems on networking and just how that makes your life better. Because knowing more than one person is actually a good thing. On this episode, we continue our conversation with Olajuwon Ajanaku. Olajuwon created Eastside Golf to transform the perception of golf and give it a little swag. I mean, think about it. Can you imagine a golfer leaving the course and then throwing on a Cuban link? I mean, I'm from New York, so I immediately think of 90s rap and think of Raekwon's album, Only Built for Cuban Links. And if you remember, Incarcerated Scarfaces, and can it be that it was all so simple? And of course, Ice Cream. I mean, those were like, that was his best album, personally. But I digress. Let's continue. Tell me more about, like, who introduced you to the game? So actually, a friend of the family introduced me and I mean and it it rose from there somebody taught me how to how to hold a golf club at Johnny White Golf Course downtown Atlanta when I was six years old grew up through the first tier of Atlanta and it's called like the first tier of Metro Atlanta now elementary school all the way through high school in that program and on top of that just playing golf continuously every almost like every day and I played basketball I was in the varsity basketball team in high school too but then I ended up taking a uh, scholarship over to uh, Morehouse College. The coach that was over at Morehouse College, he's actually the coach that taught me a lot growing up. I mean, it's crazy that I get to, he was my coach growing up, and then I get to play for him in college. So his name was William Lewis, and he's actually a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame golfer at Alabama State. Tell me more about your experiences as, you know, a child in school trying to play golf, what was it like explaining that to your friends? Uh, it was always tough. I mean, I nobody really saw how m- my vision and nobody really saw how cool golf actually was and what it what it actually does for your life. Golf, I would say, raised me to a certain degree. While I was on the east side of Atlanta, I mean, everybody knows that's where like Gucci Mane is from and Crumb Mob. Okay. And there are some kids out here in Harlem that are interested in golf, but they don't see themselves in the sport. Of course, I got made fun of. You know, I would show up to basketball games in my khakis. Um, It looks like, I mean, I was just trying to make golf cool. I was trying to stick to something that I was comfortable with. And I mean, it was my, you know, it was my home away from home, I guess you could say. And just the, the people around golf that, you know, doctors, lawyers, entrepreneurs, Positive people. I mean, not everybody, but, you know, mostly positive people. Um, I mean, that's what I was around growing up. Instead of always on the basketball court with my friends or playing football somewhere or, you know, any other sport, it was more of a you get to stand there, you get to talk to some educated people for four or five hours on the golf course. And it changes your perception of a lot of things. Tell me more. What did you major in at Morehouse? Um, Accounting minor in finance. And what made you choose that as a career path or a major? I actually wanted to be an RN at first. And I was a, I was actually a CNA in high school, a certified nursing assistant in high school. And I worked at a nursing home for about a year and a half. I had a couple of bad experiences. Trying to be an anesthesiology RN. They're good with numbers and three or four, like two or three bad experiences. And I changed my, my route to business, to accounting. In college, what was academic golf like? 
between, I mean, were you competing with the other athletes for attention or scholarships? How, how would you explain that to children that are thinking about taking up golf that want to be um, considered for scholarships? Like what recommendations would you give them? I would say get into as many tournaments as you can. I mean, my mom was educated on how to get a golf scholarship, how to get to a big school if you wanted to, or how to just get noticed by, you know, smaller schools or HBCUs. There's the Atlanta Junior Golf Association, the American Junior Golf Association. There's the GSGA and, and USGA. And every state has like their own, you know, Georgia State Golf Association or whatever state. And you just sign up for as many tournaments and you keep a resume and then you send that resume out to look up the emails of the coaches. I mean, yeah, and then you send out your scores. Then they'll come watch you. And, I mean, that's, that's lo and behold. You don't need a mixtape, you know, <laughs> like basketball or football or baseball. You don't need all of that. The scores speak for themselves. And then on top of that, you know, just mannerisms. So nothing crazy online or out there about you. And, keep you know, you'd be good to go. What are your thoughts about just the fact that generationally things are changing from interaction and golf might make people more uncomfortable because maybe people don't like networking. What, like, what yeah. are your, your thoughts? I feel as though networking and well, yeah, networking in general will help with anything in life that you're trying to do. I mean, literally if you're a, if you work on video games, I mean, and you go out and you play golf, but you go play golf with one of the guys that owns, uh, owns a video game company you guys get the network for four or five hours i mean i don't know if they network over video games but i'm just using it as, as an example and what about the children that might be socially awkward or i mean maybe that's not a nice way to say it i had to really work on my language around this but the kids are very um much introverted now very much into their phones into like, games and not into like human interaction and the more mm -hmm. and more you know each year that passes kids are less social. They don't really go outside and play as much. I feel like golf will actually bring these kids out of, out of their phone, you know, out of the social media, out of just uh, being introverted because you have to focus and you do have to put your phone down when you play golf. If you want to play good, you know, like you can't really focus on two, two things at once doing it. But I was introverted when I was younger. You know, I was shy. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I definitely okay. was. That, and I'll tell you, my the one story that got me out of it as well was um, I was on the golf course and it was this guy. Uh, I was just like, dang, like, I know this guy, but I don't know what his name is. And he looks familiar. And um, but he's like a, a hole in front of us. I can't really tell who he is, but I, I think it may be Chris Tucker. You know, so I'm looking at him I'm like, man, maybe I should go up and talk to him. Didn't say anything, being shy, you know, but then one of my boys went up and talked to him and he was just like, yeah, my name's such and such. And just went up to introduce himself. It was like, oh, OK, how long you been playing? And I'm better than him. I was better than him at the time. You know what I'm saying? Just I'm being. I'm trying to be humble, but... I, it's I a humble brag. Right. It's okay. It's all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. when you recognize, I've got some skill, and I'm actually good at this. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but then he said, well, my man, like, well, we got one more spot in our scramble for this uh, tournament coming up. Won't you join us? I was like, damn, I should have just said something. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, it, but it's always some type of... You got you to gotta be able to network. Open your mouth. You know? Like, if you do that... 
then people see what you're about. And, you know, what's the harm that could come from it? You know, if you say, if you ask for something, the worst they can say is no, and you're back at the same spot that you, that you started in. So, you know, just go out there and try and get in those uncomfortable situations. That's what I try to tell my nieces and nephews. That's what I try to tell the kids that I coach and mentor up at the first team now. You have just a multifaceted skill set. You're in this accounting space. You're a golfer, networking. Used to be a RN or C, I say it. CNA. CNA. Mm -hmm. And now you have this branding space where you're looking to brand yourself and you potentially could go on tour. What are some of the other gifts and skills or talents that you need the world to know about? Because we're, none of us are one-dimensional anyway, but there might be yeah. things that you're hiding and you haven't let the world see just yet. So, like, are you a singer? Can you dance? Like, oh. what else? What else? <laughs> what else do you have? Um, I'll say I'm, I mean, I've competed with grandmasters in chess. I mean, I'll sometimes go downtown and play some of the homeless guys to some of the guys. And, like, for real, like, some of these homeless guys are, are dope at chess. I mean, they're good, you know, and Go down there and challenge myself. Pay a dollar for a game. They use it for whatever. But you get a good game out of it. How did you get into chess? And are there any parallels to chess and golf? Yes, actually. It it, it very much so is. Uh, Chess actually helped me see golf different. Um, Working backwards. I've been playing chess since I was about seven or six or seven years old. Or five or six years old, actually. And... Never stopped. He was competing in uh, chess tournaments when I was younger, then going to golf, then playing basketball. But the parallel is, let's say you're on the golf course and you play golf, so you'll understand. This will help any golfer. So when you're, when you're standing up on the tee box, and let's say the hole is, we'll say, 350 yards. Standing up on the tee box is a par four. It's a straightaway. It's, it's, uh, let's say it's just a little bit of trouble on the right-hand side. But if you want to hit driver, you know, you got to put it way up there, but you got to stay from on the right-hand side. So let's say you work backwards and you say, hey, I got to hit the ball 220 yards. But the the only reason you're saying that is because the flag is actually on the front of the green. Because if you hit it 220 yards, you'll be 100 and, what is that, 30 yards away? And then all you got to do is hit it right behind the flag and you can get it up pretty fast from 130 yards but I'm just talking you know through it but you're just basically working your way back from the hole and trying to say hey what's the next club I want to use and you hit the club before that on the uh, on the tee box so you can use that club your scoring club or whatever it may be um, so then it parallels to chess because you have to work your way backwards as far as there might be a move that the that the person makes that might send you to thinking what's three moves ahead of this you know what's four moves ahead of this if he moves this this uh this piece here and this piece here then what happens moving forward or what happens how do I work backwards from there you know so okay well then let me move this piece here and let me move this piece here so it just parallels as far as just working backwards I'll say amateur golfers, they, they don't work backwards. They're just like, hey, I want to pipe this as far down the middle as I can get it and then closest to the green and then let, let's see if I can chip on and make a putt for birdie, you know? But 
Yeah. That's not golf. It's all about strategy. It's, well, in chess, the opponent is the other person. In golf, the opponent is the scorecard in the golf course itself. And sometimes yourself. You, you're walking down the fairway. What are you thinking about? I mean, a golf, a golf round, if you really think about it, a golf round only lasts really two minutes, to be very honest. Because every swing that you take is, what, two or three seconds? Yeah. So what are you doing for the other four and a half hours? What are you thinking about? What are you, you know, who are you talking to? What positive in, in fluctuation is going through you? Or what are you, where are you getting that from? Or is it negative energy? You know, so you really got to focus in on what's, what are you thinking about when you're playing golf? Or, well, I don't really think that that really correlates to chess, but that does, you know, say a lot about golf. A lot of people don't really think about that. A golf round only does last about two minutes. I love that. I love that. And I think famous last words for amateurs, all I have to do is, and the ball goes nowhere near where they said they were going to hit it. And it's, <laughs> so those are fam- famous last words. Yeah. To do it right there. And then I'll just put in for birdie. You're right. Exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. But it's yeah. a, it's kind of like a play to your strengths type thing. Let's say you don't know how to hit your sandwich, but you know how to hit your pitch wedge. So, but the hole is 350. Are you going to hit the, are you going to hit your driver to where you get it closer to the green, but then you have your sand wedge, but you can't really hit it. But, or are you going to lay back and hit the three woods where you have pitch wedge in your hand and that's a better scoring club. So you have to play to your strengths and golf, you know, same thing with chess. If you're better with your queen or you're better with your knights or bishops or rooks, then you have to play to use those pieces against that, that opponent and take advantage of it. Golf is intimidating because people feel sometimes excluded and it's not necessarily the most inclusive space. So for individuals that might not be that confident, there might be some racial tension on the golf course. Now you've seen a lot of golf, (laughs) you've been a lot of places and how have you navigated that? And what are some of the recommendations that you'll have for, because women experience it, people of color experience it. Mm-hmm. Know, or older you might experience it or younger absolutely there's, there's so many scenarios that there actually are too many scenarios of exclusion that people feel oh yeah oh like, i oh i feel it oh i feel it i mean i've you know I, like i said i'm a regional sales manager for a bank and i mean and my territory is michigan ohio indiana and uh kentucky so you can uh, when i go to these scrambles you can only imagine they see me and then they like, damn, he plays golf? Oh, what's, what's his name? Jamal? Like, yeah, I've gotten that. I'm like so far away from Jamal. So far, you know? So, and and I've told them my name. Olajuwon, tell yes. them how you would introduce yourself at the golf course. Um, well, yeah, I would just say, how you doing? My name is Olajuwon. And then at the end of the round, they'd be like, oh, well, nice to meet you, Jamal. I'm like, oh what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, but stuff like, I mean, that's, you know, that that's just how it goes. So it is how it goes. I mean, I I mean, okay. so let's let's just keep let's be really honest, because part of this conversation Mm -hmm. is around transforming spaces and we can't have change if we're not really willing to have uncomfortable conversations and address that head on. But the challenge is sometimes it's like people of color talking to other people of color and it needs Mm -hmm. to be a more open conversation from from my perspective. So if you had to like look at those scenarios, 
our communities of women and all these different people want to get into the game because they know there's opportunity there, or maybe they don't want to because they're just not interested in finagling or, or going through those types of scenarios where they have to be stressed or concerned about race. And right. golf is a great sport and it's really fun. So like what, I mean, I'm sure that you were, you were sharing your story about experiences. What do you think people should do and how have you managed it really? It's been tough. I mean, if I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you, if I'm going to be a hundred, it's been tough. I mean, it's from when we went in 2009, when I was in, when I was at Morehouse college, we had a tournament in, um, in Alabama. I won't say the golf course, but we had a tournament in Alabama and first day of the tournament, we were the only all black team there. Well, not even all, black. we were the only black team there. We ended up winning the tournament, but the first hole of the tournament, first day, uh, somebody had came down and spray painted N-word on the first hole on the, on the green. And it pumped us up. It definitely did. At the time, we were men of Morehouse and we were prideful. And no, nah, we, we about to do something about this. First, it was like fighting words b- between us. And then it was just like, you know what? We need to rise above. Like, what does Michelle Obama say? What does she say? We They hit low or something. And they and go, go low, high. we go high. Yeah. Absolutely. With golf and in life, because it, co- it has a huge correlation, that's something that you have to do. They're just going to be ignorant people in the world. And you have to not let them stop what you stop your vision. And you have to just keep pushing forward. I mean, I, I can go on for days on, you know, how people have made me feel, you know, how I, I've been, you know, oh, he's, he's trying to cheat, you know, and it'd be just me at a, at, a, at a junior golf tournament. I'm eight years old. His mom is out there with him. All their moms are out there with him while my mom is working three jobs. That's just a part of it. That's, those are the cars. So I played them, you know, and you just have to be patient. You got to work on your craft. You got to, you know, just keep going through it. But I would say one thing that golf does, why I feel like more black people should or people of color should get into golf is because the spaces that it puts you in and the people that you meet, I mean, they're, they're so they're easy. They're, they're easy to get to. You know, you just be yourself and you can always, I mean, how many times I've showed a business plan up at a country club that I've come up with to people that could actually fund it and have lunch with them. And I mean, just from playing golf, just from playing golf. And I mean, just, I mean, these are guys that are just in my phone. I can, I can call right now and they'll pick up the phone and have a conversation. If you're not, if you're not in those circles, if you're not playing golf, if you're not being genuine and the best person in having golf actually, you know, be a part of a regimen that you complete every day or every week, every month, then, you know, you won't be in those circles and you can't take advantage of it. You can't grow. You can't network. You can't put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you can grow and learn. And that's what golf does. Thank you, Olajuwon, for joining us on Tease Me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Here's your homework. Check out Eastside Golf. Go visit the website and purchase a sweatshirt. Because what's better than wearing an authentic brand than knowing the authentic story of the brand? So here's your homework. Take Elijah Wan's advice, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, and you will grow. Thanks for joining us. Tune in next time to Tease Me.